0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. If you are caring for a person with autism, great information from a trusted source can be a lifeline. We hope today's conversation will help you create success for the extraordinary individual with autism in your life. Now here is your host Rob Haupt.
2: Hey everybody, welcome to Autism Spectrum Radio. I'm your host Rob Haupt. Uh, I am Vice President here at Autism Spectrum Therapies, as well as a, a board certified behavior analyst or a BCBA. Uh, you guys who have tuned in before know, and, and for the new people, uh, you know I'm an ABA guy. I, I've spent the last 13 years now uh, working with uh, individuals with autism and other developmental disabilities uh, solely from the ABA point of view, Um, and I've had this great opportunity to really collaborate and work with with lots of different people with different points of views and and generally a very uh, collaborative approach, Uh, but I really like the way the ABA philosophy looks at things. I really like the science of ABA, how it looks at not treatment of kids with autism, but really how it looks at the study of human behavior. Um, and just last week, I, I had an opportunity to go out to Phoenix. Um, we were in Phoenix uh, working with some of our collaborative partners, looking at some different ways that we can maybe deliver services in a little bit more of a comprehensive way, in a little bit more of a you know, complete collaborative method. And got into this great conversation with the someone with about 30 years special ed experience, now working as a head of a school district, really looking at what it is that they offered, and just spent an hour and a half having one of the best conversations I've had about just education and how the different pieces of education really get layered in, particularly from that special ed point of view. And you know, one of the things that we spent a lot of time about, and I think we could both really agree upon, is that you know, we all have these different perspectives. And the, this, the head of the school was really looking at it from this perspective of every kid is different. And rather than say every kid needs the exact same thing, and you know, she believed in individualization, like so much of what we talk about on the show. But her, her viewpoint was that you want to have a lot of layers. You want to have a lot of different layers of what it is you can offer for kids. And you just want to be able to have, you know, if you have 20 different types of layers you can offer, you can then have different combinations of supports, of services, of approach uh, for each kid. So maybe uh, layers one, four, eight, nine, thirteen, fifteen 13, 15 works for child A, and then a completely different set of layers, 2, 6, 20, 15 works for child B. And I thought that was a really cool way of looking at this. But, you know, when we look at this layering, we were looking at behaviors from, from different points of views. And it was really cool to talk to them the school about how can ABA be used as this approach across all the bases, across all different types of kids. You know, so often ABA is seen as behavior treatment or behavior therapy for kids with autism, but they wanted to look beyond that. You know, they had children who were in gen ed, um, in mainstream who were um, in trouble with different issues, maybe risk of expulsion, suspension. And they weren't kids who had that standard ASD diagnosis that leads to ABA. It was, this is a kid with behavior problems. Let's get the behavior specialists involved to help this child succeed. And I thought that was a really great approach, you know, eliminating some of the the labels that we have associated, and really focusing in on, these are the different resources we have available, and let's layer in those resources and supports to help each individual succeed and uh, just have a better school experience. And that was a really refreshing point of view. I really, really enjoyed the conversation, and I'm really hopeful that uh, we get an opportunity to partner more and more uh, with this school district in uh, the Phoenix area because I think it's going to really lead to some great things. Um, Going into today's show, um, I think these ideas of layers uh, probably tie in perfectly to who we're going to speak with today, um, because we're looking at a a different side of things, a different layer to autism services and autism resources. Um, Today I'm joined by... Uh, Dr. Dr. Darren Sush, and Darren is a clinical psychologist as well as a board-certified behavior analyst specializing in therapy for parents of children with autism. Throughout his career, Dr. Sush has recognized that parents of children with autism can significantly benefit from the guidance, comfort, and empathy of therapeutic services that support their own unique experiences and struggles. Over the past decade, Dr. Sush has had the privilege of working with an that provide intervention and support for children diagnosed with autism. Through his work developing treatment programs, meeting with families, and helping children, he's gained exceptional knowledge and understanding of the unique experiences of parents of children with autism. Darren, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me.
2: You know, I, Before we kind of get into kind of what you do, I, I thought it would be really just interesting to hear a little bit of how you... How you got into what you're doing, because uh, I think so many times we, we and I, I mean like the ABA people, we say, okay, you're going to get into ABA, work with kids with autism, get your BCBA, and you kind of stay on that track. And, and you took a little bit of a right turn and, and went into this more of this therapeutic counseling for parents. Um, Hope you can maybe share about like some of the things you saw and what maybe made you want to take that uh, different direction.
0: Uh, Sure. Uh, Well, I got into the field um, similar to probably how many people who work within the field of autism do, is they want to get more experience within the world of psychology. And uh, in doing so, I basically started as a direct staff member working with uh, families and working with children uh, with autism. Um, And from that experience, um, I started to really see, and this was uh, over a decade ago, uh, I started to really see how there was at that time, growing body of support for children with autism, thankfully, because obviously there's this, this great need out there. Um, but even back then, I saw that while we are starting to get a little bit better at meeting the need for the children, uh, there really wasn't much available, or if it was available, it wasn't necessarily known uh, in supporting, specifically supporting parents of children with autism. Uh, And then now, as I've managed to kind of move uh, throughout the field, I I see that while we're starting to get even better at meeting the needs and there's more funding agencies out there, there's more uh, insurance uh, is available now for providing uh, funding for treatment, there's more advocates available for families of children with autism, more treatment agencies, law offices specializing in making sure that services are provided. We're still, there's still this large gap in, providing specialized and knowledgeable service for these parents of these kids who um, likely or potentially undergo great amount of stress or uncertainty or worry just related to trying to be a parent, a good parent for their kid.
2: So, you know, you, you have these, Yeah, you, know, you and I come from similar walks of life, especially in those early days of, of as you described, being a direct line therapist and working with families. And I, and I feel like you get a very unique perspective sometimes, especially doing, like, the home ABA, where you're in someone's home and, and you kind of see insight into the life. You know, a lot of people think, okay, this child's getting therapy, maybe it's ABA, it's speech, it's OT, therefore this child's getting better. The parents should have everything they need. And... You know, I know that's one maybe school of thought. You know, why why doesn't that quite work? You know, what is it that you've seen that's, that still needs to be addressed from more of this uh, this other approach directly for the family?
0: Uh, well, well, it's funny that you mentioned that. A lot of times when I speak with uh, other practitioners or, or families who have been impacted by uh, by autism. I mention what I do, which is provide therapy for, for parents of children with autism, and I get a, a, a baffled look um, uh, on their face, and they're usually like, oh, so you come into the house and you do ABA or, or tell me about discrete trial, and it's still right. uh, a big question about, oh, so you wait, you, you don't work directly with the kid? You, you, you're here for me? Um, a lot of people are still a little bit uh, uncomfortable with that, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's because, a lot of times, parents of children with autism, rightfully so, are, are so invested in making sure that the services are there for their kids. Um, and unfortunately, it's, it's not as easy as it should be to get these services. Funding agencies aren't uh, as, as readily available as they should, and, and programs just aren't, aren't necessarily there. So as a result, parents are so focused on making sure that there's everything and anything they, they can get for their kid is, is available. Um, so because of that... they're they're not necessarily meeting meeting their own needs, um, and and what what the research has found is that uh, there is this large large need there for supporting these parents. Um, you know, be, being a parent being a parent is tough. I'm I'm a, I'm a parent myself, and I can tell you that just being a parent in general is stressful. Uh, it, it, it's a tough job, and uh, it can be overwhelming at times, and it can be. Uh, it, it can throw you for a loop, but um, you know, being a parent of a child with autism, while 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 amazing, can can be infinitely more overwhelming and stressful. And and, and research has kind of shown that, when comparing, not surprisingly, when comparing parents of children with autism to parents of uh, typically developing children, parents of children with autism do undergo. Uh, more stress, have more limited coping strategies available to them, um, and have more issues related to uh, mental illness and mental health needs. Um, some one study even found that parents of children with autism undergo stress similar to those of of soldiers who have experienced uh, combat scenarios. So, wow. it, there's definitely this this need that's there, but as you mentioned, it's it's not a need that's readily fulfilled.
2: Yeah. You know, one of the things, I'm curious if you've read this as well, I, I had I had walked into this field thinking the family who just got the diagnosis must be under a degree of stress, unlike any other family, and as they, I made the assumption that as a family goes through treatment, as a family, or let me rephrase that, as the child is going through treatment, theoretically the family's stress should decrease, and I know um, a colleague of mine recently me in the direction of some research in which they were looking at families who uh, looked at stress levels at the beginning of their child's intervention and then maybe two to three years later after the parent had gone through some intervention, they had been given some, like, you know, parent training strategies and techniques as to how to support maybe the ABA and the other therapies going on, and they actually showed that the stress levels didn't change. And if anything, in some cases they got higher because of um, the parent was now truly aware of what was out there. Before it was fear of the unknown, and now it's fear of the known. And I'm wondering, is that something you've seen as well? Where you know it's not where, where there is that equal balance of not necessarily oh, a family who has just gotten the diagnosis and they need the counseling and therapy versus a family who maybe is you know their child's not 15, they have a, a 10-year track record of going through the system, um, is that consistent with some of the things you've seen or read as well?
0: Uh, certainly. I, when, I, when I work with parents, I try to think of working with them as more of a, a longitudinal issue versus just mm. points in time. Um, I, I think, as you said, I mean, getting that first diagnosis, um, understandably, can be extremely stressful. For some, for some parents, it's a relief because at least that now they have a name to some of the things sure. that they've been seeing. but um, it, it certainly that certainly is one of the the major concerns of families and and one of the major issues that they will have to face in just accepting the child that they have versus the child that they may be expected um, but it certainly is a, a, a lifespan issue because as you mentioned there 's that diagnosis point and then there's mm-hmm. There's growing up and, and, and helping that child to maybe communicate their wants and needs more effectively and just not necessarily knowing how or when to do that um, to even if you have a fantastic treatment agency that you're working with, you still have people that are coming into your home on a daily basis um, and your home doesn't necessarily become your own anymore. And these, these people are coming in and kind of, even though with the best intentions, they're giving you advice on how best to best to communicate with your child, um, to growing up and, and teen issues and issues with puberty, to even beyond uh, perhaps thinking about will my, co- will my child go to college or not, um, and even later life concerns, what's going to happen when when uh, I'm, getting, I'm getting older? Am I going to be able to support my child when I'm older? And what's going to happen uh, when I'm not here? What's going to be the responsibility of, Uh, My other kids, if there's other kids in the family, so I think I think one of the things we, one of the reasons we see stress uh, continue across the course of of the lifespan is that there's not just one issue with autism. Autism in and of itself is a pervasive diagnosis, um, and there's fantastic strides being made on the daily basis, and there's great treatments out there, and there's great uh, support for kids, but there's not necessarily uh, this information. Out there specifically for how parents can can help themselves within each of these areas.
2: I I think it's a great point what you're saying about all the different areas that can lead to stress for a parent. Um, I guess I wonder is there, when you have all these different areas, are there certain signs, are there certain things a parent should be aware of or attempt to be self-aware of to say, hey I'm at a point where I need some help. I need a professional to come in here and give me some support and guidance into my own uh, stress and uh, my own emotions right now. Um, because it, it can be very hard when there's so many different things all around you.
0: Uh, sure. And, and one of the things that, that you often find is that um, usually when you're stressed, <laughs> everything becomes stressful, and it's mm. hard to tease out what's actually making you feel, feel overwhelmed. Um, and it just becomes there becomes a comfort in that chaos. Uh, being stressed and being overwhelmed becomes the norm, and many people, not just parents of children with autism, autism, but this is probably especially true for parents with children with autism, is that they they become so overwhelmed that they for, forget or stop to realize just how overwhelmed they are. Um, so it becomes a question of when they should actually go go seek help or, or seek support. Um, but there are there are generalities that that they can look for uh, or look for in other people to, to help themselves when they need help. Um, the classic is, is if you're starting to um, lose pleasure in, in the things that you typically found pleasurable in the past, um, mm. you, you, you just don't have an interest in doing some of the things that you used to like to do. Um, now for parents with children with autism, uh, the availability of, of these activities may be quite limited. Um, mm. just because not able to, to get out as much or you have a concern or worry about leaving the house uh, and how safe your child is going to be or if there's going to be supports available for where you're going, which, which tends to be a compounding factor. Um, but it, it certainly is one thing to, to look for is, is if you just, you don't really have interest in the things that you used to find pleasurable or interesting. Um, beyond that, if, if your relationships, uh, feel more overwhelming or more stressful, whether it be a relationship with a spouse, um, friends, loved ones, uh, coworkers. workers uh, if, if you're starting to notice or other people are starting to notice and mention to you that these relationships are becoming more stressed or more impacted than they typically were, then it may be, may be time to, to pursue outside help. Um, and and that's actually a great one, is, is, is feedback from other people. Um, you know, sometimes it's hard to get advice from, from other people, especially friends, family, as, even though they may be the best people to give you advice. Sometimes it's not, not always easy to listen to yeah. them. Um, but, but listening to those people and, and understanding where they're coming from and hopefully that they are coming from a position of trying to help, uh, that can be a great resource in, in identifying that you need help for yourself.
2: You know, I'm wondering, so much of of what we've heard, you know, so many families we've spoken to just on this show alone have talked about, especially when they first got a diagnosis for their child, you're right, there are some families who say there's this relief. This is a, this is a good thing, now I have an answer. There's other families who have said, or parents who have said, you know, they played the blame game of looking, almost blaming themselves for it, looking for reasons for why this happened. And, and I wonder, I would... I, listening to you describe just that feeling of overwhelmed, um, and a fa- uh, maybe a, a parent who's going through their own stress or depression or, or senses of, of just overwhelming emotions, um, do we ever see where a family or a person says, you know, they go get therapy and they hit this point of, oh my God, this is my fault, I pass this to my child, this, you know, I'm now in Needing therapeutic help, so it makes sense that therefore my child would need therapeutic help. You know, it's it's a bit of a stretch, but I know as you said, when people feel overwhelmed, you make a lot of connections and assumptions that aren't always there or aren't always real.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that, I think that certainly occurs. Of course, each person is going to be different, but yeah. um, that that internal blame is, is certainly there for a lot of families. Part of the reason maybe because we don't exactly know uh... what contributes or what completely contributes to uh... the diagnosis of autism or um why why autism occurs in some children versus others we do have you know certain theories and 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 we're getting better at, at understanding uh... understanding what does contribute to the diagnosis but we don't yet have a definitive answer Um so because of that a lot of families will look to themselves um, uh... and and blame themselves whether it be their own their, their own uh, genetics uh, or the choices and decisions that they've made, um, and, and a lot of a lot of people just think, you know, by by needing help for myself, of course this is why my child needs help, which mm. which is is really un- unfortunate, and it certainly is not the case. Um, really, by by identifying that you need help, it it does almost show that you have the wherewithal to to st- take a step back and see that uh, help is needed and that you can get it. I think it's it's a much more advanced step to be able to identify that you need help versus blaming yourself for actually needing it.
2: You know, it's kind of a nice switch, uh, I think, or transition for me is, you know, you talked about relationships, and and as you noted, it's hard to identify that you yourself need help, and a lot of times it's other people who point out to us when we need help, and that's, I feel like, in day-to-day life. Um, How does a... You know, I'm sure there's a lot of family members who see things. You've talked about the maybe the internal things someone might see. Are there things that family members should look for in terms of Let me. Uh, maybe it's my sister who has a child with autism and I'm noticing changes there. And are there things or ways to bring these things up to them to make this an easier conversation? Because uh, obviously that can be a very stressful thing for, for the extended family. Who wants to be involved, but maybe isn't within those four walls on a day-to-day basis? Right, and and unfortunately, there
0: there still remains this this stigma for pursuing therapeutic services, and and it's I say it it, it really is unfortunate because uh, it's it's more of a societal issue that a lot yeah. of people feel that if they go and seek help, then number one, maybe it's acknowledging that there actually is a problem, and. Uh, a lot of people are just not comfortable with, with doing that. Um, but even more so, acknowledging that someone else may have a problem may, may be mm-hmm. pretty uncomfortable. Um, and and you, you've heard the term, you know, you don't, don't kill the messenger. Uh, that prevents a lot of families from, from bringing up the fact that maybe it would be a good idea if a parent um, saw someone for themselves to maybe help the rest of their family, um, get the help that they need to, to maybe be able to manage the, the day-to-day of raising a child with autism. Um, but, but I do think that as a family member coming, coming to a, uh, a parent of a child with autism and letting them know that you are there to support them and by acknowledging that maybe they need help, it's not necessarily saying that, you're, that they're doing anything incorrect or wrong. It's just something that can be beneficial to them. Um, and, yeah. and family members and friends can help by, by researching different therapeutic options, uh, maybe even offering to, to watch, watch the kids if the family is comfortable with that uh, while the parents go and seek their own therapy. Um, these are things that can be helpful in, in not only getting the message across but helping to facilitate the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, al- I also think it's the, the responsibility of practitioners within the field as, as professionals to, uh, to feel comfortable bringing this up to families. I think mm. for a lot of the same reasons, practitioners don't, don't necessarily bring up to parents that uh, that therapy may be an option for them, whether it be their focus is on the child um, or, again, being, just feeling uncomfortable bringing it up. But uh, I feel it should be just, just a standard part of, of the process. Um, a child receives a diagnosis, here's what you can do for your kid, and now here are options to help yourself
2: yeah that 's exactly what I was thinking as you were speaking I, 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 the The point that I think resonated for me is this idea of there 's still a stigma around therapy and I agree with you, but one of the things i 've noticed and uh, i don 't know if you 've noticed the same because I think you and I are about the same age um, you know i I still have a lot of friends who are are getting married now, um, and it 's kind of the tail end of everyone 's marriages and um, or weddings, and the trend I've known, at least through all of us um, and all of the weddings over the last probably seven, eight years, is um, you go to, you're going to go get married, you go to your priest, your rabbi, your minister, your whomever, and it seems like everyone I know, there's an automatic two to five, somewhere in there, couples counseling session, not necessarily like this. Counseling session with an MFT or a licensed psychologist, but almost it's like an automatic with your uh, Efficient and I know that's very common for couples to sit down and, and go through like a session or two with their priest, rabbi, whomever And it's almost become like the sta- the standard now and part of it is obviously for everyone to make sure they're knowing one another for the ceremony But I know there's also a lot of people talk about wanting to just part that those words of wisdom to this couple who's about to start a life together because obviously that's a huge commitment and there's a lot of stress with being married and I wonder do we ever get to that point where it's okay you automatically got a you got a diagnosis here's your automatic three session referral to start speaking to someone side by side with the referral to a regional center or a practitioner or whomever you know do we ever get to that point where so it's not a it's not necessarily a stigma, it's this is an automatic must-have, the moment you get this diagnosis, we expose you to this, uh, just so you know it's out there if you ever need it.
0: Right. I mean, granted, granted I'm admittedly biased because this is what of I course. do, um, <laughs> but I, I do think that it should just be, should just be the norm that yeah. parents of children with autism, uh, have a, the availability of supportive services uh, and therapeutic services for themselves uh, from the start of the process throughout, um, and it's just it's just what happens, and it's just the accepted it's just the accepted uh, form of treatment. Um, yeah. this is how you can help yourself, which will thereby also help help the child be able to participate, and you participate in your in your child's treatment. Um, unfortunately, that's, that's not necessarily the case. I mean, if you mm-hmm. even do, you know, a simple Google search of uh, parents and therapy with autism, you get a lot of fantastic and, and, and wonderful uh, resources out there uh, of how parents can best support their child's treatment, which is great because, unfortunately, that information is not is not necessarily collected in one place, so being able to find it is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But even throughout that entire search, there's really limited information out there about, okay, this is how I can best support my child's treatment, which is necessary, but how can I support myself, and how can I make sure that I'm well taken care of throughout this process?
2: I I think what you said is so true, because it's funny. After uh, you you and I met for the first time, probably it's been about a month now after you and I connected at that event, and, uh, and myself and, and someone else both did Google searches independently to get a sense of, you know, your specialty, what you do. And you're right, it was next to impossible to find resources for this approach. And it was a very, it, I knew there wasn't going to be a lot, but I was surprised by just how little there really was. It, was. it was very surprising to me, especially, you know, here in Los Angeles where you think that, I, I, maybe I have a, the wrong stereotype, but I feel like in L.A., we're kind of over the therapy. Um, it's If anything, it's probably, you know, it's almost, I, I think that since I've moved here, I've had more people be surprised that I don't see a therapist <laughs> rather than people be surprised that you do. You know, it's like the inverse of everything. Um, you know, yes, I'm not from L.A., but I, I do love it here. But those are some of those interesting wrinkles. So, uh <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's take a break. I want to play a couple commercials, and then we're going to go talk some more with Dr. Darren Sush about uh, therapeutic services for parents of kids with autism. We'll be right back.
1: Autism Spectrum Therapies is proud to present Autism Spectrum Radio. At AST, we see a world where people with autism dream and achieve their full potential. Our promise is to support families through our extensive resources, highly trained staff, and outstanding programs. At AST, we recognize that every child is unique. We are proud to offer what we believe is the most cohesive approach to supporting your child's needs and goals at each stage. From ABA to speech therapy, occupational therapy and social skills, We have the elements you need to build the plan that is just right for you. One company, one team, with one mission, to support individuals and their families to dream and achieve their full potential. Call us today to let us know how we can best support your family at 866-727-8274. To find out more about AST, visit our website, at www.autismtherapies.com. This is Autism Spectrum Radio. If you have a question or comment for our host or today's guest, please send an email to moreinfo at autismtherapies.com. That's more info at autismtherapies.com. Now, back to the program. Hey, welcome back
2: to Autism Spectrum Radio, everybody. Uh, Joined today by Dr. Darren Sush, clinical psychologist, uh, specializing in providing uh, therapeutic services to parents of children with autism. Um, You know, Darren, before you were talking about just relationships and and the sense of overwhelming, um, and, you know, I feel like there's two sides. Um, Obviously, there's a, a parent who may feel overwhelmed, but there's also the, the family unit, you know, parents, relationships, couples becomes a big part of, of any therapy, any type of treatment when we think about our kids. Um, when we think about your services and, and the support you provide, is it, can services be provided one-on-one as well as maybe to a couple, almost more like a, a marriage counseling type of session, um, and is one more prevalent than the other?
0: Um. Well, I, I think there's really not, there's not necessarily a, a right or wrong way for getting the help that you need. Mm-hmm. Um, every family is going to have different, different needs, and I think this is actually something that I noticed on, on the uh, AST Facebook page, but uh, I mm-hmm. saw the, the line of, if you've seen one kid with autism, you've seen one kid with autism. And yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that line, I mean, it, it's so true, and it, and it resonates just, just thinking about the spectrum of the diagnosis. Um, but the same can really be said for if you 've seen one parent with autism you 've seen one par- oh, excuse me one parent of a child with autism you 've seen one parent of a child with huh. autism so, so even though the, the needs are going to be similar across families just by the, the basis of the diagnosis, uh, each family and each person is a, is a little bit different so so that 's really going to impact. Whether or not you make the choice to to seek individual therapy or to seek maybe couple therapy or or find a, find a group um, and a, a group uh, therapy uh, situation if if that's available. Um, so, one one thing that that a lot of couples will, will say is, oh, I, I'm not necessarily comfortable with going to couples therapy because um, I don't want to necessarily acknowledge or I don't necessarily actually think that there's a problem with my marriage. The problem is really you know my my feeling of being overwhelmed um so the first thing i do want to mm. say is just because you seek therapy as a couple doesn't necessarily mean that you're saying you know there there's trouble within the marriage of course mm. we do we do and we do see this just like with all marriages but we do see this sure. with with parents of children with autism it does impact the entire family and understandably it does impact the marriage but um by seeking therapy as a couple that does not necessarily mean that uh you're stating that there's a couple's problem. It just may mm. be that both parents could u- utilize support. Um, so, so both options are available. Um, some couple's therapists will see each person individually as well as a couple, and vice versa, individual therapists will see uh, couples. sometimes. It, it really is based on, on the family need. Um, but either way, it, it really is important to just make sure that you're gaining and gathering the support that you need to help yourself, uh, so that you can uh, help the rest of your family. Yeah,
2: you know, I, like, I like that point you just made about you may be going to therapy as a couple, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's automatically couples therapy. And, you know, throughout this whole conversation, you know, I, I think about when you have a child with autism, you want to go to a pediatrician who has autism experience. You want to maybe see a dentist who has autism experience because they're going to be more equipped to just meet your child's needs. You know, by seeing a therapist or a psychologist like yourself who has this autism experience, that's got to be a much easier distinction to be able to create, for, you know, you as the practitioner create, but then also a family to embrace is we may be doing this as a couple, but we're seeing a therapist who can work with us to help us with our, help ourselves as it relates to our child, Versus, okay, I'm going to a marriage counselor. Like, I would think it makes it for an easier rationalization for a family who maybe is struggling with those distinctions.
0: Right. Well, I I definitely think it's important that parents seek help and support. So whether that be you're seeing a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a marriage and family therapist, or a social worker, getting the help that you need is, is of primary importance. Um, however, because autism is is such an, uh, a vast and, and really interesting diagnosis, I do think it is important to seek uh, help from someone who not only is familiar with, with the diagnosis but has experience with it and can really understand the, the specific trials and tribulations that, that affect parents of children with autism mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily... Um, issues or or problems for other parents or or other individuals, Um, having knowledge of the different various funding sources or really the struggle in negotiating or or managing between those funding sources, Uh, knowledge of of IEPs and school districts, Um, the behaviors that are typically seen in children diagnosed with autism, Uh, going and seeing a therapist or a psychologist who, who has that experience and can understand that the parents' perspective, I think, I think, is important because it allows the parents to then focus on on their needs rather than um, rather
2: than the, the the diagnosis of autism itself. Mm. Got it. That makes sense. Um, you know, one of the things that I, you know, over the years have just seen and witnessed, and, and was hoping you could maybe, you know, comment on or, or provide some guidance on is. Um, you know, I found out, generally speaking, actually after the fact, that a number of uh, parents who who I ended up working with who were, you know, going through a lot more, um, I guess, stress or, or feeling more overwhelmed, you know, went and uh, sought help initially in other ways, uh, you know, primarily through alcohol. Uh, and I believe just like we've seen increases in the divorce rate for uh Parents who have children with autism, I, I believe there's statistics out there that say that there's a higher likelihood of substance abuse um, due to a lot of these things. You know, is that something that you have seen and is there, is that something that, you know, a family or, or I guess, how does that complicate things and affect um, the type of help a family or a person should look for or maybe how you help uh, that person?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, it it certainly is understandable that uh, parents, specifically parents of children with autism or parents who are undergoing uh, undue stress or worry and concern may turn to substances as a means of either managing or dealing with that stress, or some may feel it's a way of just being able to regulate themselves so that they can tackle the the obstacles of everyday life. Um, So so it certainly is understandable that you may see uh, an increase in, potential substance abuse or substance use uh, in, these, in these families. Uh, and, and that certainly is unfortunate because what that does is it not only masks the underlying issue or the underlying mm. concern, but it amplifies amplifies it in, to the nth degree uh, because not only now are you dealing with the, the issue at hand, um, but also compounding that with uh, the use of, of, of substances, which, of course, will... We'll, uh, dull the senses and um, make it so it's more difficult to to really access the supports that you need. Um, so I think it is important that families not only seek help if they're if they're feeling this undue stress, but of course if they're noticing that they're utilizing substances more often, that that can be a sign that you, you should seek should seek therapy for for uh, your stress or, or
2: depression. Got it. You know, one last thing I was kind of just thinking about, and this is going to be quite a bit of a tangent for everything um, that we, we just spoke about recently, but it's the idea of, you know, I, I think a lot about parent support groups, and we hear a lot about parent support groups, and uh, and that seems like it's the, the, one of the biggest resources out there for families. Um, do you, let me, well, let me back up a second. I, you know, I feel like sometimes it's great to be around my peers. I, when I think about being in stressful situations, um, it's great to have be with other people and to be able to talk to other people who are going through what I'm going through, which is where I, I see a huge value to parent support group. Um, do you sometimes see, though, that um, it's potential for, like, again, me in a stressful situation, if I'm only dealing with people who are in my shoes and going through what I'm going through, we almost, like, rev each other up. We almost rile each other up. And we we lack that, maybe that outside perspective. Um, and it's almost up to me to then sometimes bring in outside people who say, I don't know anything about what you're going through from a, like, emotional point of view, but I can look at this a little bit more tactically, a little bit more objectively, and give you another perspective. Do we sometimes see that happening with our parents as well, where maybe they're not necessarily in a... Uh, maybe at the point of a depression, but they're starting to feel stressed, they're starting to feel overwhelmed, and maybe it's not that they need this every week more intensive therapy, but maybe they do need someone to be able to speak to from a therapeutic point of view on a maybe less frequent basis um, just to get that fresh perspective. Is that something that that you see ever um, for the families that you work with?
0: I think that um, parent support groups are are fantastic, and, and within my practice, we're actually starting to actually gather some interest for a uh, a group group therapy session starting starting nice. this fall. Um, but I, I do think that they 're extremely helpful and can be extremely beneficial uh, for a lot of the reasons that you did mention the the catharsis of being able to talk about your issues with a peer group that that understands where you 're coming from uh, it, it provides you an opportunity to gain knowledge and strategies from other families who are going through similar similar issues. Um, just kind of knowing that other people survived what you 're going through right now can be extremely helpful yeah. um, and, and there 's a kinship in in participating in groups but but I do understand. Where you're coming from, if that's the only form of, of support that you're you're gaining, um, a lot of parents of children with autism, rightfully so, uh, live and breathe autism. Um, they they, to some extent, have to because they need to make sure that the, the services are available for their for their child. Um, but by by doing so, they're again they're not necessarily uh, getting access to the Strategies that can, that can help themselves along that
1: path.
2: I like, you know, I, I like that, you're the, that you guys are starting up a group because I think that's, um, I know for me, you know, and again, I'm speaking of me more than anything else is, you know, like I said, I, I sometimes find that when I don't have maybe a, the right facilitator and I'm in a group of people going through something with me, I can get very carried away I, because I get so in it. And, and as you said, I agree with you, that's so much of what parents with kids with autism have to do. With. They have to get in it. They've got to get their hands dirty. They've got to get involved. Um, so I love the idea of groups where this is maybe not necessarily a full-blown one-on-one therapy session, but you've got this facilitator who has the ability to, to lead the group and facilitate and, and give counterpoints. Because I, I, I think that's, I, I know me personally, I do really well with devil, devil's advocates. You know, the idea of, okay, I'm just going to throw out this other point of view at you just to challenge you to see, to make you think about what you believe and uh, almost either reaffirm or maybe have you look at it from a different perspective and change. And sometimes I feel like when you get into group mentality, you lose that because so much of us are already believing the same things. Um, right. And so I think it's great that you're providing that type of service because that, that seems like a really great, like, balance. Of um, maybe if you don't necessarily need this full therapy session, but you can still get some additional resources out of this group. That sounds really, really cool.
0: And, and again, I think the the support that that you need, or maybe maybe a better way to put that is is the support that you're ready for is is mm. the support that you should make sure you make sure you gain. Um, yeah. Some families. May just say, you know what, I need I need this help. I need to sit with someone so that I can talk about what's going on with me, and that person may be more ready to, to participate in individual therapy. Um, mm-hmm. And and a lot of for a lot of people, their journey is participating in individual therapy. They may also join a group, and then there may be some some support groups that they that they go to that not, doesn't have a facilitator, um, but it's just parents getting together to to support each other. Um, mm-hmm. So so there are going to be those different combinations of care. Uh, I do personally think it's important to participate in that, uh, f- either whether it be group, but group facilitated, like you mentioned, or, or mm-hmm. individual or couples therapy, to yeah. to make sure that you're you're cared for from as many angles as possible.
2: Got it. Well, we're kind of coming up to the end of the show. I, I really appreciate you being here today. It's, you know, as I as I told you when when we first met, I just really loved the the approach that you're doing this add-on service because. You know, there really are not a lot of resources out there like this, and I'm so glad you talked about the the uh, I guess that the research about um, parents of kids with autism it being similar to war vets because that's actually just anecdotally something I feel like I've heard from parents over the years. Is to me this is like PTSD. I feel like we had a a bad incident in the community, and it's PTSD to me. And so it's it's uh, it's, it's great to know that there's people doing this type of support, these types of services, um, because it, it's just not readily available. Um, I'm wondering if, you know, if our listeners want to learn more about what you're doing or maybe there's people locally who are interested in maybe the group you were talking about or the other types of services that you offer, how can they um, get in touch with you and, uh, and uh, find sure. out more about what you're doing?
0: Sure. Well, they can... Uh, visit my website it's uh, www.drdarensush.com so D-R-D-A-R-R-E-N-S-U-S-H.com, com uh, or they can email me at info at uh, or give me a call at 424-248-9709
2: awesome thank you again it was great having you on the show um, and I'm sure you and I will be, uh, be talking soon in the future great alright All right, take thank care thank you so much All right. Uh, Finishing up here, final minutes. Um, Yeah, I I really just love what Darren is doing. And, you know, for me, on a personal level, I actually think it's really inspirational to see someone who took the pretty much the same early days career path, you know, starting as as a line therapist, working directly with kids. Uh, working, you know, at, to become a BCBA and, and going in this different direction and, and taking on uh, a different role, I think it's really just exciting about, I think, where our field, where our approach can go, and, and all the different ways it can fit and blend and be part of a collaborative model for individuals with autism. And, and clearly, it's more than individuals; it's the entire family. So it's, it's very exciting and cool to see how this can come together in a lot of different ways. Um, and obviously the, the information he provided and, and the resources he's able to offer are just are critical. I think it's just good to be able to have those options available because, as he said, being a parent is stressful. Being a parent of a child with autism is just even more stressful. So it's great to have support wherever you can get it. Um, well, I hope you guys have had a good week, good weekend, um, enjoying the summer months. It's, uh, it's been actually a relatively mellow summer out here, uh, and so that's been good for us, and hopefully it's been good for you guys as well. Uh, if you have questions, if you have comments, love to hear from you. more info at autismtherapies.com or uh, post a comment on our Facebook page. Love to hear from you there as well. Uh, with that said, take care. Talk to you next time.
1: We hope you have enjoyed today's episode of Autism Spectrum Radio. For additional information and resources about autism, visit www.autismtherapies.com. Please join us each week for a new episode or visit our archives to listen to and download previous shows.